Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for February the 17th in the year of our Lord 2023. This is our one of two, and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, to do so on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers in the supreme law of the land, the Constitution of the United States of America, as our guide. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. After all, it is a freedom-loving, fantastic, faith-filled. We're taking America back one heart, one mind, one issue at a time Friday. And, man, if we got a lot to cover, I'll make it quick. The recap of yesterday, we talked about how, you know what, these shooters have gone crazy, but it's because they don't have any God, family, or country in their lives. You know, you have a relationship with God, thou shalt not kill. That's a great anchor. You have a relationship with family, loved ones, parents, aunts, uncles, nieces, nephews, brothers, sisters. Uh, You know, you develop those kind of relationships and you have family ties. And pretty soon you start to care about other people more than yourself. And you have a healthy belief in and understanding of the greatest country on the face of the earth. And man, if you have the ties to God, family and country, if we the people would look at families as the fundamental unit of society, the God-ordained traditional family you know we wouldn't have all these shooters and we can love them with kindness and love thy neighbor as thyself and follow the admonitions of the savior jesus christ that's what we got to do but sometimes when push comes to shove and somebody does go berserk like that guy what we got to learn to do is shoot back faster shoot back sooner okay because when someone's going berserk with a gun it's not time to try to reason it's time to try to preserve life so you got to shoot back faster shoot back sooner yeah We talked about that in great detail, ladies and gentlemen. It's not that I like violence, but at that point, we've got to stop the criminal from taking away other innocent life, right? That's just what needs, 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 can I say that more times, (laughs) to happen, right? We need to shoot back better. You know, Joe Biden created this Build Back Better plan. I've just decided we better shoot back better. The only time we stop bad guys with guns is when a good guy has a gun. Whether it be a citizen, a cop, doesn't matter. Good, good guys with guns save lives. And when I say guys, that means you guys. It's men and women. It's all of us, right? And we want to use guns as defense mechanisms for sure. Uh, they call them assault weapons. I think that's a dishonest label. Uh, guns uh, are not assault of any kind. People assault or people protect. Guns just do the bidding of those in control. So I call guns rape-me-nots. It evens the score for a woman oftentimes. Uh, I call them rob-me-not, kill-me-nots, because it protects life in the hands of the good guys way more than it does any harm. Uh, After all, remember, uh, Cain killed Abel before there were any guns, so you know what? Bad guys do bad things. That's just reality. The way you teach people not to do bad things is to teach them the gospel of Jesus Christ. You promote God. Well, man, you just do what this radio program is all about, right? We talked about the U.S. is on track to add $19 trillion of debt within the next 10 years. They say it's $2 trillion a year. It is absolutely out of control. And they say that Social Security, Medicare benefits, etc., are really the cause. Again, the Ponzi scheme's coming to an end, folks. It's going to cave under the weight of dishonesty and abuse. Sad to say it, but it's true. We talked about Kentucky Representative Thomas Massey. 
introduced H.R. 899. It seeks to eliminate the education department. I love it. They say the bill ran a single sentence long. The Department of Education shall terminate on December 31st, 2023. Wow, boy, howdy, would I pray we could get that passed. And you know what? The House is going to say, well, we can't get it done because the Senate won't go along and the President won't sign it. Fine. All you got to do is defund the education department the house. You have absolute control of the purse strings. Don't pretend you don't. Don't wiggle out of it. Don't play games. Get it done. And by the way, that one sentence bill could rely or relate to, I mean, all you got to do is fill in the alphabet soup agency. You know what? Uh, this is here abolished the education department, the IRS, the FCC, the CIA, the FBI. The, I mean, we could go right on down the unconstitutional list and get her done. And, wow, we wouldn't even have to raise the debt ceiling if we did that. Think of solutions on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, Trump sent an email to his supporters calling for Republicans to embrace mail-in ballot voting and ballot harvesting. Shame on you, Donald. Every time I think, man, I might be able to overlook some of Donald's flaws and faults, something like that comes out and makes me go, have you lost your mind? Look, it's fraud when you vote that way, folks. There's no custody of the chain of ballots. You can't do that. Donald, shame on you. And when he wanted to yeet, yeet the Constitution, even, I mean, I just, I better stop. Trump votes himself by mail. He mailed in in Florida after criticizing the practice. Yep, so there you have it. Anything to get elected, I guess. Senator Josh Hawley says he's not going to run in 2024. Sarah Palin's encouraging Florida Governor Ron DeSantis to step aside and let the Donald go. Nikki Haley launches her own bid. I don't have a lot of trust in her either. You got deep state operative one, two, and three, so to speak, so far. Wow. Anyway, we had Kelly Finnegan and Brian Rust of Rust, Quinn, and Gift. We talked about the Honest Money Report. We also Trump reportedly labeled Governor Ron DeSantis meatball. So I had to make up a new nickname for the Donald. Sorry, I don't like to do this. I know it's not very civil. But at some point, somebody's got to push back on the Donald. When you want to yeet the Constitution altogether, when you want to vote by fraud and all this stuff, just to, you got to get elected, you're starting to become a kingmaker. Shame on you. So I decided that if, if we're going to call Ron DeSantis meatball Donald, then I'm going to start calling you meathead. You guys know what Archie Bunker and a, all in the family used to call his son-in-law meathead? So I think we ought to just call Donald Meathead. The guy's an idiot. Without being rude, I'm just going, what on earth are you thinking? You, you want to be a president and swear an oath to the supreme law of the land? Turn right around and want to get rid of it? You literally spend three, four years talking about these um, election frauds, and now you want to embrace the same fraud just so you can get elected? Is this about you getting elected or about the country? Anyway, Meathead, you got to stop it, buddy. You're making a fool of yourself, sir. All right, we talked about a good Samaritan. This guy was incredible. He sprinted across a four-line highway, a snowy highway, with cars coming the other direction. He dodged the cars, and he stopped a woman's runaway car. It was incredible. When a Massachusetts woman lost consciousness at the wheel of a car on a highway, man, she was sure glad this guy was uh, viewing what was going down. He's a tall and powerful Dominican-American. He uh, sprinted across a four-line highway in the snow, dodging traffic. He literally stopped the car as it was brushing against the guardrails and speeding up, and he saved everybody's lives. It was incredible. Just thought I'd tell you about that hero. We need people like that, civil people that just simply say, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my 
life, my everything on the line to protect and love and defend. And wow, what an opportunity. What an example, huh? We also talked about Jill Biden was branded. She got a nickname, Dr. Jinx, because every time she backs somebody for the Super Bowl, they lose. So there you have that. We played the video Strong and Proud from uh, the campaign of Nikki Haley. I didn't see anything in there that talked about the Constitution or anything that would matter to me. We talked about the January 6th kangaroo court now seals the records for 30 to 50 years. What do they got to hide, huh? Boy, how do you cannot trust your trust your government? I'll tell you that one right now. Last story of yesterday, Klaus Schwab, you know, the World Economic Forum leader. He identifies, he says, who will be the master of the world in 10 years. He says, whoever masters technologies, in other words, big tech, they're going to control the world. And my response to that is only if we let it happen, people. Remember, technology is neither good nor bad. It's in the hands of or it's in the control of the hands of who are using that technology. And when it's government out of their constitutional proper role, they have declared themselves, sadly, the enemy. What's the answer? Not revolution. The answer is restoration. The answer is to use the system our founding fathers gave us to peacefully demand accountability and transparency. The demand for accountability and transparency is based on the rule of law. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, the issue is honesty. All right, that's a recap of yesterday's show. Still available at libertyroundtable.com, lovingliberty.net. Spread the word, share the love. Dr. Scott Bradley's with me. Welcome to the broadcast from the road, sir. Well, thank you. I tell you what, of the dozens of topics that you mentioned this morning, I want, I want to talk about all of them, but I know where a break's coming up. But I will say this about that. Um, DeSantis is no less guilty than Trump about wanting to deep six the Constitution. Amen. Agreed. He's for a con-con. That's why I say they're all deep status. Do you want deep status one, two, or three? Take your pick. Nikki Haley, same way. She's a young world leader trained by Klaus Schwab. Uh, Five-year program. She was the United Nations um, ambassador. I mean, come on, people. And and Palin can't be trusted. She wants Trump to to work his evil, I mean, his evil magic on the thing. I am so disgusted with our, you know, uh, is it A, B, C, or D, or E, or F? None. None of the above. None of the above. I cannot believe it. And, of course, the Democrats are floundering out looking to see who they're going to put in there. And, and uh, Joe himself is, uh, <laughs> I mean, Yeah, Jill Kevin McCarthy and Joaquin Jeffries are hanging out like their best buddies as they meet with Elon Musk, who, again, has the same globalist agenda. Elon came to them and said, how do I be fair to both sides of the aisle? How do I? They're all in bed together, folks. Every one of them. He's a young world leader also. I know. By the way, did you see his talk at the uh, summit in uh, Dubai? It's off the rails. He's like, oh, I don't know that we ought to have world government. That could create problems. It it could, yeah, but it's some wisdom that I wouldn't (laughs) expect from him. But he is... He, he brought up something. Someday we ought to talk about that. The, we'll do it. By the way, we're going to skip the break, strength. too, because we got a guest. we got to give yeah, her all the time that. we possibly can. All right. Her name is Suzanne Mann, and she's the program's director of Latter-day Saints for Life, which is a pro-life coalition of members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, latterdaysaintsforlife.org to learn more. And Suzanne graduated from Brigham Young University with a degree in home and family development. She married well, and her passions include having fun with her family, especially her 12 grandchildren. Wow. 
sewing, writing, photographing beautiful things, and more. And she's currently the uh, mobile clinic manager for Pro-Life Utah. So she has her fingers in a lot of things politically. I mean, to Suzanne, it's all about God, family, and country. Our kind of people. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, Sister Man. Thank you. Good morning. You are very welcome. I want to start out by having you read the mission statement, if you could. It's not very long, but I really want people to get familiar with what we're saying this organization is. Suzanne? Okay. Um, thanks for having me, by the way. We, um, <clears throat> we're super excited about this. Um, okay. It's an epic effort for sure, and to me, Dr. Bradley said this perfectly on the break, right, when we, I told him about who we had as a guest, he's like, it's about time. Good work, people. We need this desperately, Suzanne. Okay, so Latter-day Saints for Life is a worldwide coalition of members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, protecting pre-born babies and promoting a pro-life culture in our church and our community in support of and alignment with the doctrinal position of the church. Dr. Bradley? Yeah, absolutely. Like I say, I'll reiterate what we said when we weren't on the air. It's about time. I would have emphasized it even more strongly, but this is a, uh, a show that children listen to. I mean, I am so disgusted it took so long but Suzanne thank you so much for <laughs> stepping up I mean I've worked in the pro-life world for decades and this has been a great gap and in fact I've had to defend the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints uh, there have been so many organizations that have said they're not pro-life they're absolutely not pro-life what are you talking about I mean we've had so many discussions I mean, I've been up in Alaska in the pro-life movement. A good Catholic fellow that I know up there has been running a lot of that program. And, and uh, boy, they've done a great work. And he says, where's your people? You know, <laughs> I mean, but the I don't know if it's still in the handbook now, but I think it was. I mean, I know it was. Here's something out of the handbook. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints considers the elective termination of pregnancy, quoting, one of the most sinful practices of this day. That's in the uh, handbook of instructions. He says, though not necessarily murder, the Lord has said, thou shalt not kill nor do anything like unto it. So it, that's, uh, uh, it's, pretty, it's pretty emphatic. And while there's nuances that people try to make on that, absolutely there needs to be a definitive stance by every Christian. Or, well, I mean, the Muslims oftentimes are better than, than uh, a lot of Christians are on this thing. But I would go mm -hmm. even further than that. I, I spoke at a LDS uh, pro-life organization and found that they were pro-war, but pro-life for pre-born children. And I say, no, that's not the Lord's program either. This thing about count, not kill, nor anything like unto it. Just war is very, very rare. But that's another topic, Sam. We'll do that another day. But we can't be warmongers mm -hmm. while we're pro-life and be uh, be absolutely uh, cogent in terms of how we stand for life. So, Suzanne, I'm so glad you guys are doing this. Do you have a lot of people that have joined up with you? What's the program? Yeah, we, um, on our website, you can join, and it's basically a pledge that you believe what the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints 
teaches about this issue, and then you just sign up. It doesn't cost any money. It, there's no commitment for time. We'll take people to help us for sure, but we we just want everyone to spread the word so that we can um, show the world that our church is pro-life. Amen to that. Uh, and so I uh, became a member. There's a quick sign-up form. You can become a member. Uh, one is being a member, and then two, you can sign up to do certain things to help promote the cause. So I've agreed to dedicate radio to the cause. Uh, if we want to work on radio commercials that I can run for free for the organization, I'll do that. If you need help creating them, I will write them. I will voice them. I will get them voiced and produced. Uh, I will then uh, make sure that they're not union commercials so that you can run them anywhere. I'll give you copies of the commercials. I'll do everything that I can, uh, interviews, etc., to help promote that cause. So I'm in as a member and have agreed to do several things uh, to help things go forward, which I'm super excited about, uh, Dr. Bradley. Uh, Suzanne, so can people who are not members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints be part of it as well? Sure, yeah. Yeah, we, we're not going to check your recommend at the door. Yeah, there, so here, here's know? the point, folks. It's not only well, for members know. of the church. It's those who want to work together inside and out of the church, or whether you're a member of the church or not. You're not agreeing to be a member of the church or anything. You're just agreeing to the mission statement. If you believe in pro-life and you agree to the mission statement, then you should help the organization grow. That's really the bottom line, right, Suzanne? Right. And we, um, we considered um, our scope being broader, you know, like euthanasia or different issues that are um, current. But we decided to just do the pre-born babies and what the church says about that. And we're not bringing in any other sources or... Um, yes, your fo focus is the newborns. However, when you say for life, though, it obviously stays, you know, a euthanasia we don't support. We don't support death right. by choice or death by force for any reason. We want people to stay alive right. and be alive and and realize the God of this world is the authors of our lives, and we ought not tamper. But yet you're right. saying your focus right. is on uh, the preborn, right? Right. And and along with that, what we really want to teach is the sanctity of life and what um, the prophets, the church, and the Lord have said about that issue. And everything else is under that umbrella. So, of course, it does include all of the other issues, but... Um, we wanted to make a statement of this is important because of the abortion um, issue in the world. Yes, yeah, so and the sanctity so. of life discussion goes way beyond just pro-life. It goes on uh, to a great degree in terms of what's the purpose of this life. In other words, you know what? God's not just this remote being that's mystical. God is your father right. in heaven. Uh, and he loves us and he's interested in our lives. And so it's a whole understanding about the sacred nature of life uh, that we're really yeah. teaching people to understand, right? Right. And so um, some of our things are, are centered around the proclamation um, to the world on the family. And that talks about the premortal existence and you know, our life with Heavenly Father, and then we came to earth, you know, the plan of happiness. It's basically all of that, like you're saying. And, you know, to get to earth and have a body is the main focus of that. And then we even go on to the discussion of, you know what, we believe that if we, um, well, we believe that our spirits 
will eventually be resurrected, united with our bodies. We believe in the literal resurrection after the pattern of Jesus Christ. Uh, But the point that I'm getting at there is then we believe in eternal life. You know what? We can live through the eternities forever. Life is not a temporary thing. And this is how valuable life is to members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, Dr. Bradley. Well, and uh, uh, maybe a lot of your listeners are not fully aware. I know some of the radio stations that carry your program are in distant parts of the country, and and, uh, there aren't probably a lot of people with contact with members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So uh, perhaps a little uh, background might might assist. Uh, uh, Members of the the faith have a a book that uh, is considered modern-day revelation uh, to prophets called by God and, and, uh, you know, to give the will of the Lord, the voice of the Lord, and the sayings of the Lord to the people. And in this 59th section of that, verse 6, it says, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Okay, uh, there's a couple of interesting commandments we talk about, to love God and love our neighbors. Then it says, Thou shalt not steal, neither commit adultery, nor kill, nor do anything like unto it. And so this anything like unto it is linked, I believe, to the concept of the uh, preborn child. Now, again, this this goes back uh, anciently, and it, it comes from the scriptures anciently. And the American founding fathers studied diligently the the works of uh, Blackstone and his commentaries on the law, and he uh, talks about abortion, whether by a, por- a potion or some other means, the baby is is aborted. He talks about how anciently it was murder, but it's not as that's you know it's not as considered as that today, but it's a heinous crime, and he goes on to talk at length about how preborn children are alive before the law; they are persons before the law. Now, judges will not admit that; they fight it, they resist it, they they uh, they will not confront it because that would put this abortion thing completely on a different footing than it is right now. So they won't talk about it. But Blackstone did. The American Founding Fathers studied his works. And they know that before a baby's born, it has standing before the law. It can it can receive an estate. I mean, there's there's things that it's it's as though it were born. And uh, and so the uh, the historical perspective within America has been the sanctity of life prior to the child being born. And we've strayed far from that. And we commemorate, we celebrate the Roe v. Wade decision that happened last June. But far too few organizations and states have taken anything of, of a positive step in that way, recognizing children that are not yet born as persons before the law would be a big step. And I think we ought to be working towards that because right now there are so few that, I mean, a lot of people have gone back to sleep. They've said, oh, we be, we, we won that battle. We won. Not okay, me, buddy. I'm on one. fire. You to better. Go ahead this and stand up and stand for pro-life everywhere we go all the time, 24-7, Suzanne. Yeah, well, and I get comments all the time in my work with Pro-Life Utah that, oh, there's no abortion in Utah. And I was like, uh, yeah, no. Thousands every year. Thousands have every year for years. It's horrid. 
Yeah, and why people aren't arrested for murder based on the laws that you pointed to, Dr. Bradley, about, uh, you know, now they've got these literally babies that are basically delivered, that are supposed to be partially birth aborted, then they're left to die. Uh, It's murder. They have rights. We we play games with words, uh, and we don't take things seriously. In fact, the United States government has been exposed now in buying, purchasing body parts and harvesting organs. And you know what? The people that are harvesting the organs partnering with the government and using government your tax dollars to do it they're not in trouble now that we've exposed that the people that exposed the criminal activity seem to be behind bars it is insane we got to stand up ladies and gentlemen you got to be one of the chosen how do you do that you decide to follow christ you choose him he'll choose you all right hang tight liberty roundtable live suzanne man with us dr scott badley with us we're talking about latter-day saints for life.org Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Lance Pry. Taiwan's defense ministry says a Chinese weather balloon landed on one of its outlying islands. The ministry statement overnight said the balloon carried equipment registered to a state-owned electronics company in the northern city of Taiyuan. A publicity officer at the company identified in the report said it had provided electronics but had not built the balloon, and the gear was sold to the China Meteorological Administration. Nearly two weeks after a train carrying toxic chemicals derailed in East Palestine, Ohio, frustration is being reported on the part of the residents near the border of Pennsylvania. The EPA says it's monitoring the area, including inside hundreds of homes, and so far nothing has been found, while some residents are claiming not feeling well. Republican Governor Mike DeWine. I was just handed a couple minutes ago the results of the testing of the village's water supply. There's five separate wells, and we now have results back from all the wells. All the wells indicate the testing is negative, it's clear. Uh, that water certainly can, can be uh, consumed by, by residents. President Biden spoke at the White House Thursday after being pressured by both Democrats and Republicans in Congress to tell the American people what the administration knew about the spy balloon that was visible over the USA for more than a week. We are going to keep our allies and the Congress contemporaneously informed of all we know and all we learn. Biden said the three other unmanned aerial objects he ordered to be shot down by the military were most likely tied to private companies, recreation, or research institutions, and were not connected to the Chinese surveillance balloon that was shot down on February 4th. So I make no apologies for taking down that balloon. In Washington, I'm Victoria Idoni. This is USA News. Attention, small business owners. This could be the most important 10-minute call you will ever make you may be eligible to receive up to $26,000 per employee through the Employee Retention Credit. Call Omega Accounting Solutions to see if your business is eligible to recover payroll tax pay during the pandemic. All it takes is a quick, easy, free 10-minute consultation to determine your qualifications. Call Omega Accounting Solutions at 800-309-ERC. Omega's knowledgeable staff will streamline the process of filing complicated paperwork. Omega is the small business champion with teams dedicated to maximizing tax credits. CPAs even turn to Omega for ERC guidance. Take advantage of this exclusive small business tax credit before it's too late. The three-year sunset deadline is setting soon. 
So find out if you qualify today. Call 800-309-ERC. That's 800-309-ERC. Or visit OmegaTaxCredits.com. We're back, but uh, you know, here's something that uh, is an elephant in the room, in my opinion, and nobody wants to talk about the elephant in the room. Um, I do. We have been. Oh yeah, I know you do, Sam. You're. I mean, and you'll stand tall in all of these things, but there's so few people that have any guts on this thing to recognize that the these clot shots these death shots that we have been admonished to take that have gone that have swept the world they used aborted fetal tissue in the development of these okay you say oh well there some of them may not have them actually in the mix that they inject in you i don't know but they were used to develop these and so they they sacrificed infants tiny people children god's children on an altar, I don't know how far different this is from the priests of Moloch uh, having the children pass through fire to be able to, uh, for the convenience, oh, for the safety of the people, oh, it's okay to do this for the collective good, whatever. And, and so few people give a hang about this. But in many instances, there, there were, oh, we could go into some of the horrific practices where some of the babies are kept alive for a period of time in order to take and harvest components of the body, like human embryo uh, tissue, uh, human kidney tissue, for example, in some of these things. And, and people are okay with this. Statements have been made, oh, the, the uh, Pope says it's okay for our collective good. And, and I think this is so, it's, it's very much like anciently, uh, having the babies go to Moloch be sacrificed for what they thought was some benefit. I mean, throwing virgins into a uh, a volcano or or something. I mean, here we are. We're we're and these are the most innocent, the most pure, the least defensed. They have no no defenses, and it's okay for many people to put these into the uh, into the uh, clot shot. Not and, for me. It's I'm criminal murder, shocked. sir. It, it's horrific. And I feel like sometimes we give all of this stuff a pass. Oh, they, they, they harvested, harvested. That's a euphemistic term for they killed these babies a long time ago. Uh, really, that's okay. That's okay. We killed a lot of Jews. We didn't. But Hitler killed a lot of Jews in, and uh, a lot of gypsies and Jehovah's Witnesses and everything else back in World War II. But that's not okay. It's not okay, even though it happened 80 years ago. And this is not okay either. And I ask one no. question. Then we want to pass this to Suzanne on this very topic you bring up, Dr. Bradley. Do you think when we murder babies, take the tissue, put it in some witch's brew concoction, shoot it into your veins, uh, and in that shot that goes into your veins has the murderous fetal tissue, do you think God ordains and blesses that action by man? I do I not, do not believe fact, so. Absolutely I weeps. not. I believe God weeps. He loves all of his children. And you talk about this uh, eternal plan of everything, of coming from a premortal existence 
being born on an earth to a loving father and mother and all these kinds of things that that was in the plan. But to have someone, oh, it's a woman's issue. She can kill her child if she wants. No, half the babies that are killed are girls. Half the bo- are boys. This this is another individual well, and person. And half the women don't even have the facts about the details either. Those are withheld Sadly. To, to manipulate Sadly. the... the the victims, it, it's, mom it's and true. baby, and everybody else around them. Suzanne, have we gone too hardcore for you? What do you want to say? So, um, a lot of things you said I could comment on. I I think it's horrific what you were saying about using the fetus for medicine, um, and it's also used in other things, you know, makeup and all kinds of things. So yeah. what we go back to is what the prophets have said, the modern day prophets. And so President Nelson, back in 1985, he said, I dutifully warn those who advocate and practice abortion that they incur the wrath of Almighty God, who declares, if men hurt a woman with child so that her fruit depart from her, he shall be surely punished. And that's an exodus. And so there's really, in our research, when we started this um, coalition, there's nothing that the church has said or done to say this is okay to do, to have abortion be um, a practice that's okay. And we're talking about, um, you know, the one, the abortions that are um, convenient and not, not like, um, oh, what's it called? Sorry. Um, ectopic pregnancies and things like that, where it's, you know, that's, that's different. And the church has exceptions for things like that. But just for convenience, elective abortion is just flat out evil. And in Utah, over, it's like 99% of all abortions are for convenience and they're elective. And that is a high number. It's almost 3,000 in Utah per year. Uh, There you have it. It is serious, ladies and gentlemen. I don't want to back away from the conversation. I want to set I want to reset the talking points for the conversation to clearly help the American people understand. People don't realize what it takes to make these shots. People don't realize uh, when we literally have our tax dollars funding, keeping babies alive, delivering them, stealing their organs, letting them die, and then selling those organs. Your tax dollars are doing that. When somebody exposes this as criminal murder, then the people that expose it are in trouble in the court's and going to jail. It is a disgrace and a shame. But the membership is growing for organizations that are pro-life, ladies and gentlemen. Latter-day Saints for Life dot org is what we're talking about now. What does the num- member? What do the numbers look like? Because it's amazing how uh, well this thing has kicked off, Suzanne. Yeah, we're super excited. We have five countries, and half of the states in the United States have a representative. Uh, we have over 400 members now, and we just would love people to send it to their friends and neighbors and try and get the numbers to grow so that we can make a statement of our churches per life. We, we have All lost right, this. and for, for those who want to spread I the word, you've got T-shirts now too, right? Yeah, yeah. We, um, 
on our website, you can go to um, shopping, and there's some T-shirts that say uh, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is pro-life. And so we can wear those to events or just <laughs> out in public. Um, yeah, we've, we've done that. Can I tell you a quick story? Sure. Um, I, um, in my work with Pro-Life Utah, I managed the mobile clinic that you mentioned. And we try and help women that are abortion-minded to come into our clinic and get an ultrasound and see their baby, hear the heartbeat, and hopefully they will choose life for their baby. We try and get them to change their mind. And we have a lot of help and resources um, when we are doing that. And one day we had a cute couple come in and we did an ultrasound and they were um, on their way into our clinic um, to terminate their pregnancy and to end the life of their baby. And after they saw the baby in the ultrasound, they were just shocked and like, we can't do this. And I looked down at the girl, the young woman, and she was wearing a CTR ring. And that was the moment for me that I said, this has got to stop. We have to teach members of our church what the Lord has said and what the standard is that our prophets and scriptures and what our um, what the Lord says. So that was my moment of I love it. If you folks want to learn more about membership, latterdaysaintsforlife.org. T-shirts are available at that same website. You also have an incredible doctrinal library that's growing that people can refer to the statements and familiarize themselves uh, much easier than before. Before, you'd have to ferret it out through all their talks and scriptures and everywhere. Mm -hmm. Now it's being all gathered for our convenience, right? Right. And we we think that this is the only um, compilation of its kind um, anywhere. We've been looking and we could not find anything like this. So it just got launched last weekend and it's super exciting. We have um, over 270 sources that you can search and get educated and try and teach other people, teach your families, and you can just search. It's it's really fun to kind of snoop around and um, see what is in there. We've got you know, all the scriptures we could find. We've got, um, Why don't you stay with us a little longer? We'll come back. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that document library, and then we'll talk about the future going forward for the organization. Can you stay a little longer, Suzanne? Okay. All right, stay there. Dr. Scott Bradley, Suzanne Mann, and yours truly on the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. 
Decades after Jimmy Carter, Joe Biden picked up where he left off, with America surrendering to terrorists. Biden's foolish spending is causing inflation, which means more pain at the pump, higher prices on groceries, devaluing your retirement savings when you need it most. Once was a mistake, twice is a disaster. America needs strong leaders, not weak ones. Save America JFC is responsible for the content of this advertising. As you are aware, America is divided over every fault line possible. This is intentionally fostered by those who do not love God, family, or country. We believe a peaceful future as a free people absolutely depends on civility. Clarion Call for Civility is looking for funding and volunteers at every level to make our hopes and efforts a reality. Please donate, sign our pledge, and help us in our sacred cause. Please visit callforcivility.com for more details. Callforcivility.com. Former Sheriff Richard Mack recounts in his book the proper role of law enforcement, how he came to realize while working as a beat cop how wrong the all-too-common orientation of police officers is when they think of their job as being to write tickets and arrest people. Richard Mack tells of his personal transformation from by-the-number cop to constitution-conscious defender of citizen safety and freedoms. Learn what it really means to serve and protect. Purchase your copy at CSPOA.org. That's CSPOA.org. Live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, Suzanne Mann with us. We're talking about Latter-day Saints for Life, a pro-life coalition with an incredible mission statement that you got to go read, latterdaysaintsforlife.org. Right before the pause, we were talking about the doctrinal library. Dr. Bradley, you uh, literally went on the site and in real time started checking out some of the details. You want to brief us on your quick research? Well, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> not as deep and wide as I normally like to be when I research something. But, but yeah, if you go to the website, which is what I did, and I looked at the top kind of the uh, toolbar, if you will, it's got home, about, join, and then there's a library. You click on library, and there's a doctrinal library there that comes up, and it uh, it breaks it down by different source types, church magazines, general conference addresses, music, other things, and scriptures. And... Um, and then you can can look at the different uh, categories that are there and click on them directly and find out what was said in a uh, a given setting. So so it's something that's searchable and, and within that it looks like you can go if there's a, a uh, you know you bring up a quotation there's a link to be able to view it in context with with whatever was said. You know I like to to look at everything I do in context because uh, some people cherry pick things, and I'm not saying this would happen here with this website, but but in many instances you get something that says nobody has ever seen God, and you go wait wait I thought there was some other times they mentioned that scripture, but there was one little half a line in something that somebody took to the bank, and and so. So th- this is nice to be able to go back and look in context. And uh, so mm-hmm. this should be a resource that people can go to and get kind of a, a review. And I'm talking too much. It's mm-hmm. your site. LatterdaySaintsForLife.org so, is the website. That's LatterdaySaintsForLife.org. Uh, besides getting a T-shirt, becoming a member, using that doctrinal library for education and to share this information with others, what does it look like going forward, Suzanne? 
Well, we um, are working on some other exciting things. We're uh, piloting presentations, and we feel like we could make a difference by getting groups together in and out of the church and presenting. Um, and we are we stay just within the scope of what the church has said and the prophets and the scriptures. We it's not a political presentation, you know, like to try and um, change the world that way. We're just trying yeah, Suzanne. To I like to say this: there's really nothing things. political. They just like to use that to divide us. Yeah. The truth is, it's all moral issues, right? Right, because everything. If there's a law about it, then it's political, whether it's stealing or murder or, you know, anything. It's, and so abortion has um, become this uh, taboo subject, and we want to change that. We want people talking about it. We want truth and the knowledge for people to learn and understand what is really, what has been said. And it there is so much that the church has put out and that the prophets have said, you know, there's a newsroom um, post in December is when we gathered it, but it says the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints believes in the sanctity of human life. The church's position on this matter remains unchanged. As states work to enact laws relating to abortion, church members may appropriately choose to participate in efforts to protect life and to preserve religious liberty. That's not being talked about in circles that should be. It should be. So that's kind of um, what we're doing with presentations. We would like to do presentations. We have a really nice um, PowerPoint presentation that's just about done, and we're, we've done, like I said, some piloting, piloting presentations um, and it's been really well received because this information is it's just so obviously out there, but people don't know and haven't received it. And the other yeah. thing we're doing is um, we're putting together family home evening outlines that are pretty simple but powerful so that you could just um, grab one and teach your family from it. So there's you know, activities and scriptures and songs and pictures that you can use to teach all the ages clear up to empty nesters. So that's something that um, we're working on also going forward. The, so whole, that one's the whole purpose of government, ladies and gentlemen, is to protect life, liberty and property or the pursuit of happiness. Uh, if you don't have life, you have none of those. Sadly, the government mm -hmm. has become... Uh, destructive of those ends, which is a problem. But we believe if we educate Americans and work together and promote civility and stand on the shoulders of, of those who have been bold in the past and stand for pro-life, we can do the same and we can change the narrative and the discussions that ultimately will change outcomes and babies will live. Mm -hmm. Dr. Bradley? You know, the mortal founder of the uh, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, Joseph Smith, um, he made a comment. He says, we must make popular that which is sound and good and unpopular that which is unsound. And uh, Ezra Taft Benson, who was a, a later prophet, considered a prophet by the membership of the church, he, he took that as a quotation and tried to foster that concept. 
And, and it's a pretty broad concept. I mean, whether it's government making popular the sound and good principles the nation was founded on, or if it's this thing about not killing babies. <laughs> I mean, we, we, have, we have strayed so far in our society away from sound principles. Morality, I mean, they party hardy and, and marriage has nothing to do with children or children have nothing to do with marriage. I mean, we have strayed so far in society that we need to return to that baseline principle of making that which is sound and good popular again. And, and this is one aspect I think that really needs to be emphasized because we have ignored it for so long. And since 1973, everybody thought it was legal. And it was okay because it's legal. <laughs> Holy cow. I mean, don't. Yeah, yeah don't you can never have man sanction murder and get away with it, ladies and gentlemen. God is the ultimate sovereign in the universe, and he said, thou shalt not kill. My only question left yep. is what part of that don't you understand, people? All right, Suzanne, any final <laughs> thoughts before we let you fly? No, but we really appreciate you um, promoting our organization and this truth and um, life that you are. Um, just on our team. We really, really appreciate you and love you for it. And we will definitely um, look forward to meeting with you again. And it's fun to talk with Scott Bradley. Um, he's friends of my um, father-in-law from years ago. So kind of fun. Is, is your father-in-law that old? <laughs> well, he's, he's, uh, he's passed away, actually, but you live on, so... <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Yes. And by the way, Dr. Bradley lives on due to flat out miracles. I'm telling you right. Oh yeah, now, if we could talk people. about that sometime for four or five hours. It 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 is literally <laughs> faith and miracles that have happened and, and we need to give credit to God. Amen. So, yeah. Amen to that. My I'm alive for the same reason, although Dr. Bradley's was a little more harrowing than my situation, but neither of them were very pleasant. Both of them contain tremendous uh, miracles uh, indeed. Um, I want to just say this, Suzanne, we appreciate all that you guys are doing. I know that it can go political in a hurry. I realize we need to annoy or avoid that uh, from happening to the best of our ability because we don't want to get derailed or off target. And sometimes when people go too hardcore, it gets off target for reasons that are unrelated. LatterdaySaintsForLife.org. I'm hoping some of the leaders of the church actually join this and, and lend their names to it, too. That'd be cool. We'd love that. Yep. We would love that. All right. We sure appreciate you. We'll talk soon. Talk to you again. Thank you so much. Thank you, Suzanne. All right, Dr. Bradley. What I love, Dr. Bradley, is you know what? We need to be anxiously engaged in good causes. And boy, howdy, is this a good one. Yeah, there's no question about it. I I guess I I would like to also uh, remind people that the clot shot, which has the the aborted fetal tissue was used in them, which everybody's thinking is for the better good and all this kind of stuff. And now we're discovering fertility issues. Uh, women are not able to conceive. There's quick uh, fix kind of uh, spontaneous abortion kind of things happening with these. Uh, uh, early fetal death. I mean, holy cow. This thing is so broad and wide, and and we we need to understand it's God's plan to get his children, his spirit children, a place on earth through mortal bodies and the experience and everything like that. But there, it's, it's a diabolical plan to prevent that. 
and whether it's done by a, a purposeful abortion or we're using fetal tissue that was harvested, they killed the baby and took the tissues, and that is put into the program that is now causing fertility problems. There may not be another generation for some of these people that are taking the clot shot or the death jab or whatever you want to call it. There may not be another generation. And there may not be uh, a healthy baby comes out of a con conception that occurs. There's so many things. This is so deep and wide, and it is it is literally a diabolical plan to destroy the wonderful plan that God has put out. So, yeah, I'm uh, <laughs> I'm just appalled that that we've let it go this far. People have just have got to wake up. They just do. Couldn't agree more, Dr. Bradley. And that's why we do this radio program, people. Look, you know what? If you don't want to join the Latter-day Saint program, find ways to partner with the coalition. If you want to join, it isn't about being a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. It's about the pro-life efforts being made by, you know, the Catholics have been doing a lot of that. We've been doing a lot of it now, more so. Uh, a lot of the evangelical groups have been doing that. What we've got to do is link arms, doctor, to really push this message. Look, the silent majority cannot be silent anymore. There's too much at stake these days. We've got opportunities. We've got some wins. But boy, howdy, since Roe versus Wade got overturned, all that's done is added fuel to the fire. Now states well, and organizations are trying to undermine and create chemical abortions and do all these other things to murder babies literally silently now and change the discussion or move the target, if you will, to where we um, let go. No, we need to be like a pit bull and quadruple down, doctor. You know, it's interesting to me that there have been since many centuries ago, decades, even millennia probably, they did have a borsifactant kind of stuff that they could, you know, take a potion, if you will, and kill the baby. That stuff's being shipped in discreetly wrapped packages all over the country. Yeah, that's now, called hate you know. potion number nine, ladies and gentlemen. It's a little opposite exactly. of love potion number nine of the yesteryear, right? You know, I, I mentioned that guy that, I, you know, I'd been up in Anchorage area, and, and uh, he was very active in the pro-life thing up there. and He broke down and cried as he told me about something. We had lunch. He There was a... A Native American woman that came in was going to have an abortion. They saved the baby. Long story short, he just the the little the boy just got his eagle badge. And this friend of mine was telling me it was like a proud papa, telling me they had saved a baby that now had I a life. I can see why, ladies and gentlemen. God bless the meek and God bless those who stand tall for the sacred cause of pro-life. People like Suzanne Mann uh, and others. We want to support them all we can. Check it out. LatterdaySaintsForLife.org. You got to be pro-life people. You got to stand with God Almighty and believe in the adage, "Thou, well, the commandment, thou shalt not kill." After all, the whole purpose of government is to promote life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Thanks for being alongside for the ride. Hour one of the Cantuk coming up. Doctor Bradley still with me. We'll do it all in seconds. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the republic. Top the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk, radio Show. Talk Show. 
All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Dr. Scott Bradley with me. FreedomsRisingSun.com, his website. Scott Bradley is founder and chairman of the Constitution Commemoran, or Commemoran, wow, Commemoration Foundation. He's also the author of the book and DVD slash series. It's a lecture series to preserve the nation in the traditions of the founding fathers. Imagine that. FreedomsRisingSun.com. We need more of that for sure. Uh, Dr. Bradley, there's so much to discuss. I want to get into an interesting topic uh, this second hour. And I'm going to start out with a question. Is the United States in an undeclared war with China? Now, that's a weird question some might say. You know, they're our most favorite nation trading partner, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Uh, but you know what? I look at this and I go, wow, they're saying we can't use TikTok because, by golly, it's uh, part of the Communist Chinese Party there, and they're gathering information on the citizenry, and it's dangerous. And But yet they're our most favorite nation trading partner, and now all these balloons get launched, launched over the United States. The Communist Chinese say it's only a weather balloon. Our technology and our evidence and our military says no. No, no, no. First off, spying is surveillance without due authorization. We never gave due authorization. So if they are surveilling us in any way, then it is spying. Um, and they say that she, key electronics have been recovered from China's, quote, surveillance or spy balloon uh, that was shot down off the East Coast by the military on February the 4th. Um, they say those electronics are believed to have been used to gather intelligence, U.S. officials have now said. Uh, they say it was likely a sophisticated, high-altitude spying vehicle conducting surveillance over sensitive U.S. military sites, including nuclear bases in Montana, the U.S. Strategic Command, STRATCOM, if you will, and a base that boasts nuclear bombers, in Missouri, etc. <laughs> Let's just start there. What the heck is going on? I submit to you that we are in a war, whether it's declared or not. Well, Sam, I, I your listeners, this this shouldn't be any surprises to them. I mean, we we were talking about this from the moment it it hit the the news. I mean, this is exactly what was going on and. And a, a couple of guys kicking things around on the radio uh, saw immediately what was going on. And uh, the highest levels of this administration couldn't seem to connect the dots. And, of course, that's not hard to do. I'm afraid that Joe Biden is connecting the dots with a crayon uh, and trying to draw a duck or something like that. At any rate, we've been talking about this since the day that hit. But... And I don't want to diminish what you're saying, and, and, and I almost, it's for shock effect. Who aren't we at war with? And there may be a couple of countries we haven't uh, done some impositions on. I mean, we, we, we attacked the Nord Stream thing. We, I mean, that's an act of war. We blew up that uh, uh, supply line. Uh, yeah, that pipeline. So that yeah. Was a, yeah, okay. So, so we've got a surrogate war going on in, in uh, Ukraine. We have got stuff going on still. And, ho and hold on. We're, we're to the point in America where we can't even make enough ammunition and enough weapons for Ukraine now, too. They say that we're just we're unable to produce enough for them. But the question yeah. becomes, you talk about cold wars, you talk about hot wars, you talk about undeclared wars. you got all these terms 
But I'm wondering if the U.S. is in an undeclared hot war with China now. When they're literally engaging in spying, that surveillance without authorization, they lie and claim it's nothing but a, um, you know, um, weather balloon or something like this. But, folks, they say this. According to a statement from a State Department official, the balloon was furnished with tech equipment and antennas, as well as other equipment that was not nearly for intelligence surveillance, but it was capable of collecting and geolocating communications, etc. Okay, we're far beyond this uh, inert device. Now, here's the deal. U.S. officials have now shared intelligence with other countries because their China aerial surveillance program has targeted at least 40 nations across five continents. All right, the Chinese Communist Party has been developing balloons for various military purposes in recent years. They are confident that the downed balloon has direct ties to the communist military. How do we say that's not war, Dr. Bradley? How do we claim that's like peaceful in nature, we're not at war, that, wait a minute, if not, that's all those balloons, you can say, well, one drifted, a weather balloon drifted, not when you're in over 40 nations, not when there's multiple things shot down in recent days over our skies, not when, okay, You've lost that narrative that it's a peaceful balloon. They're literally engaging in acts of war. Am I overstating it, you think? See, uh, well, no, China's a bad actor. There's no question about that. And I, I don't want to diminish this, but we need to understand that we live in a bad world. Everybody is doing covert stuff against everybody. Now, I've been out of the game for a number of years, as you well know. But when I was more engaged in this kind of stuff more than china more than russia by probably double maybe five times the nation that had more covert actions against us was israel i mean now again that may have changed it's probably 10 times more now i don't know but but the fact of the matter is everybody is spying on everybody the united states has been catching um Merkel's conversations in Germany. I mean, we do covert stuff every year. I'm not saying that that this is the, I, I guess I'm trying to say that we need to expect this and and we need to understand that that's the nature of the beast we're in. We shoot down all their balloons. We don't, I mean, we should. We don't give them a chance to fly across all our strategic air command bases and our and our silo uh, sites and all that kind of, we don't, what idiot did that? Oh, yeah, he's running crayons in the White House. But the fi- fact of the matter is, this is a dangerous world that we're in. And if we're not expecting the worst, we're going to get it. And that's kind of where we are right now. By the way, a little side trip on this thing. Snowden, remember Edward Snowden, the guy that uh, yes, I mean, of course. gave us so much intel. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> His perspective, I saw the other day, that uh, the balloon thing was a distraction that the White House is trying to get us to look over there, look over there. They don't want us to look at the what should be launched, a full-blown investigation into the, the Nord Stream, covert, aggressive, active war, 
action that happened, the United States Navy went out and did a deep dive, blew up a state, uh, I mean, it's, okay, what's the difference? You blow up a, uh, a U.S. military ship somewhere in the Gulf, or we shoot down an aircraft uh, somewhere, or we send Tomahawk missiles against Syria, or we, I mean, come on, people. We are doing this stuff all the time. And Snowden's saying it was a distraction. These balloon things were an attempt to distract us from what outrage we should, the whole world should be outraged at what the United States did. And you and I talked about this right after it happened. It had to be a state actor that did that based upon all of the issues that we know about it. You know, everything from the depth of it to the coordinated uh, navies and aircraft and everything else like that, it had to be a state actor. And our Well, and to realize we're in over 130 nations militarily right now, Doctor. We do. Okay, We've got to quit getting we our doing? pocket picked. We've got to quit getting our pocket picked. Yes, the balloons were hostile. There's no question we said that the day we found out about them. But the crayon-wielding president couldn't take action. Oh, no, we might fall on somebody. Look, eastern Montana has a lot of open spaces. It ain't going to fall on nobody. That's psychotic. (laughs) Well, and stuff like that, I mean, I've told about some of the things with the space junk that's been up there that we had some dealings with some decades ago, and stuff like that falls out of the sky all the time. I mean, it loses orbit, and it degrades and pretty soon it's fallen on the earth but the fact of the matter is stuff happens what what we've got to do is quit being fools this most favored nation status that that uh reagan signed to give the uh communist yeah, shame Chinese on shame on old ronnie let's revoke that revoke it it's just time to be done with it we got to recognize and, and that's one of the things and i wish there were time i know we i use up a lot of time <laughs> But but were there time I would review with you George Washington's statements in his farewell address about this um, kind of wacko, uh, unbelievable alliance with some people we think are our friends. Like I said, Israel uh, used to in the old days, my day, I guess I could say, was the one that was picking our pocket more than anybody, anybody, by orders of magnitude probably. And... And we say, oh, no, we're... And then hostile attacks on top of that, like the USS Liberty. Absolutely. Oh, let's not even go there. 1967, I mean, oh, man, we ought to talk about that some whole show sometime. These acts of war against us. And and the fact of the matter is we sometimes feel like, oh, no, they're our friends. No, they're not. We've got to recognize that that we've got to stand alone or we're going to sink. And that's kind and of one of the we things we need to do, today. ladies and gentlemen, is get off their uh, economic crack. Okay, the days of yeah. cheap China goods are over. Uh, we, we've got to learn to make our own goods and be an independent, strong, wealthy, robust nation with the engine's greatest economy ever known to the world. We've got to return to that, people. All right, ain't tight. We've got a lot more on this topic. We'll do it in seconds with Dr. Scott Bradley. Freedom's Rising Sun. Do you know what is great about America? Ask an immigrant. 
Ask an Immigrant is a new podcast dedicated to helping Americans, especially our youth, value, appreciate, and be grateful for the freedoms we have here in America. Join host Lydia Wallace-Nuttle as she interviews immigrants from around the world to discover their inspiring personal stories about why they came to America. To learn more about why America is the most prosperous, greatest country in the world, download the Loving Liberty app or go to lovingliberty.net. Small Business Tech Guys is a team of experts ready to assist you with any service relating to growing your business. Our team specializes in information and technology, social media, general consulting, and HR. We thrive on assisting startup entrepreneurs with growing their businesses. If it's small business, it's our cup of tea. To schedule your free discovery call today, consider sbtechguys.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. sbtechguys.com. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. I think that my family has always had a big influence on me for not smoking because since I was little I was taught that smoking was wrong. Recent studies indicate that smoking among teens often leads to the use of alcohol and other drugs. I think having faith in God is a big part in it because the way I was raised has helped to avoid smoking. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I'm calling it an act of war, ladies and gentlemen, and let me tell you why. Um, you just can't violate airspace with surveillance military-tied equipment, lie and say it's a balloon, uh, and then have normalized relations with that country. So let me give you an example. China now says, hey, 10 U.S. high-altitude balloons have flown into its territory within the last year without China's permission. Now, of course, the United States denies that and says those claims are false. I don't trust the communist Chinese, but I don't trust our government either. And I kind of go back to this, Dr. Bradley, a little bit. I mean, on this, who do you trust more? We say we didn't fly our balloons over their territory, and they say we did. Who do you believe? I believe both of us have done it, and our government's lying. We're not going to solve these problems unless we become truthful and start demanding the truth of others also. Yeah, I mean, come on. If their lips are moving, they're lying. I mean, that is, a, and, and Reagan used to always say, trust but verify. I always say distrust until verified. I mean, I really, truly believe that. And, and if we don't, come on. People need to understand how many people are you most probably most of your or audience does not uh, remember or even thought about Francis Gary Powers. What what was what happened? Francis Gary Powers. Who the heck is that guy? This is back you know the uh, sixty two. He was released in exchange for a, a 
look, go watch the movie uh, Bridge of Spies, I think it was. It's a Tom Hanks movie. That was the exchange of uh, uh, Francis Gary Powers for a, a Russian spy, Rudolf Abel. But the fact of the matter is, <laughs> we, be do, we do overflights all the time. I mean, I remember at my day again, uh, they never told us some of the uh, capabilities that we had and, and some of the weapons controllers that I had association with that had radar screens in front of them and we could watch very, 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 very high-speed aircraft cross airspace. And uh, they were U.S., we knew it, and nobody admitted it, and we had certain people who were watching over the shoulder to see what the kind of performance they got. We have done this forever. It's the nature of the beast, and we cannot, uh, we can't be seduced. We become slaves to our uh, assumptions sometimes that, that one nation's more friendly to, to us than another. We've got to recognize that, that we're in this, and, and, and stuff that we do like uh, the UN uh, alliances for the regional things like the USMCA or the uh, the Paris climate thing or or whatever that's out there, it undermines our national sovereignty. And we've got to quit doing that kind of stuff. It's it's one of those things that, that it goes clear back to 1648, the Westphalian Treaty. As an independent sovereign nation, we must, and uh, if we're not independent, we're, we're losing our sovereignty. Well, and so I got a question. Can you can you call this something else besides an act of war when the communist Chinese were saying we've linked these balloons to high surveillance technology, spying without our permission, tied to the communist Chinese military? Is there a way to say that's not really an act of war? If it's not, what is it? Probably not. Probably not a way to say that, but it is. I don't think you can back out of it if you're honest. Why don't we close down our most favored nation status? Why don't we shut off the the, uh, the hemorrhaging we're doing economically to these guys? They're eating our lunch. We, in Utah, for example, they're trying to start a beachhead for communist China in Utah so that they can have their own sovereignty. Yeah, it's like here. an inland port. Idaho does right? it. Yeah, yeah. And we, they're also I, launching I, police stations that are communist Chinese ran as kind of consulate police stations right here in the United States and all over the world at the same time. This is what I mean when you point to the different evidence pieces that I've been able to assemble as just Joe Redneck researcher myself, you go, how do you say we're not at war? I don't see how you can pretend that's not true. Well, the thing is, though, we, we uh, obviously we're not uh, going to launch a uh, nuclear attack against them. We're not going to sta- start landing on their beaches. We're not. Of going course not. Nor all should those we. Kinds of things we've got. We're, we've got to recognize that we're getting our pocket picked constantly. We've got to close those loopholes, those options. The most favored nation status is a wonderful place to start. But all of these uh, UN kinds of alliances that are regional arrangements, like Trans-Pacific partnerships, they keep trying to do, and so on and so forth. All of these things destroy our sovereignty and weaken us. And when the three amigos get together down in, uh, uh, you know, this get-together that the U.S., Canada, and Mexico guys, and they open up their borders, I, we, we're fools. And, and the people that run this nation are either complete enemies of our nation and our sovereignty, or they're, they're, they are fools. That's, I don't know how else to put it. And, and so we need to just staunch the, 
the the flow of blood. Uh, somebody's cut our carotid artery, and we're bleeding out. Well, we and you know, somebody might say, it. "Well, Sam, if we stop now and, and we cut off trade with China and we whatever, uh, you know what? We'll be at a war." Well, the only reason we would possibly be at a war is because we've been so derelict in our duty for the last 30, 40 years that all the money in our most favored nation trading status that has flown out of the United States into the communist nation has been used to build up their military, creating this crisis. We're the ones that funded and created the crisis by our stupidity in the first place, doctor, violating every tenet of the supreme law of our land. We, uh, I, my book talks about this a little bit. We have the best enemies money can buy. You pick any enemy we have had in the past. I mean, ISIS, sure, that's it. I mean, every you look at anybody, we were the ones that established them, and then we, we create this emergency, and then we have to respond to it, and the military-industrial complex wins. We keep the people in fear and doubt. We spend taxpayers' money. We're not able to go about our lives in peace and freedom and so on and so forth because we create our own enemies. We created Red China, Sam. We did. I mean, uh, I know it. we Marshall. created, funded, he, he, trained, he, gave them technology. I mean, the everything. list goes up. Treasonous activity to build this enemy now has gone on for decades. Oh, Red China is a creation of the United States based upon how we fostered them with military weaponry after World War II until they took over the mainland and in 49 drove Chiang Kai-shek off into the island. I mean, Russia. We put them, we kept them on life support through the 1930s, and, sur- and they survived World War II because of us. I mean, it's one of those things where, uh, 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 okay, Joseph Stalin or Adolf Hitler, who wants to be our favorite uncle? They're both bad, but we chose one side, and we went with that. I mean, it's absolutely, what did we do when we withdrew from Afghanistan? $80 billion at least of high-tech military equipment that can be, marketed all over the world or used against us all over the world? I mean, it's it's just absurd what we do. And what about the billions of dollars that Barack Obama literally sent over on boats, just money, cash, illegal as all get out. Nobody prosecutes any of these criminals for their activities. Joe Biden, every single day, the stench of criminal activity gets deeper. But there's nobody taking action. Kevin McCarthy's twiddling his thumbs going, hey, you know, we're going to, Work on lowering taxes or something like that. We know we can't get it through. We're gonna we're gonna pass this bill that we know the Senate and the House won't go for. We're gonna uh, raise the debt ceiling, but let's see what we can extract first. And I mean, these guys literally are like teenage soccer players running around in the middle of a war, going, "Durr, what do we do now, folks? This well, is look insanity." At, look at Ukraine. $100 billion of taxpayers' dollars going over there. You mentioned the fact we can't even manufacture ammunition fast enough for a losing cause. The Russians aren't going to say, oh, we missed our chance. We're going home. It's going to be a war of attrition. It is a surrogate war of the United States and NATO against Russia. And and it's one of those things that... Uh, By the way, an undeclared, undeclared unconstitutional immoral war. Let's be super clear. That's right. Just because they're pulling the trigger and not us, we provided them with all the ammunition and the weaponry and everything else like that. And and so we've got we've got defense systems we put over there, top secret. Every time we fly a a mission, every time we use a radio, uh, electronic countermeasures, we key the mic, whatever, they're they're picking our pocket again. It's it's what's happening is they're listening, they're observing. 
the intelligence is there, our radar signatures, everything that happens in these kinds of things is we've spent hundreds of billions of dollars developing a defensive system for the United States. We are giving it away to the lowest bidder, basically, some that don't even, well, none of them deserve it. But the fact of the matter is we are just shoveling stuff out the door as fast as we possibly can. And uh, so our intelligence is being lost not just to balloons, but every other thing we're doing around the world, too. Yeah, other than that, it's not so bad. Hey, I want to discuss internal issues, though. Everybody wants their own private Idaho. We'll tell you about that in seconds. You are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live with Dr. Scott Bradley. Freedomsrisingsun.com. Pursuing Liberty. Using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Lance Pry. Ohio Governor Mike DeWine says the water in East Palestine is drinkable and their air is breathable after a train derailment caused a toxic chemical spill and massive fire. DeWine said the railroad, Norfolk Southern Railway, will have pressure on them until they make this right. The railroad created this problem. Yeah. Uh, people didn't create this problem. They brought this... Uh, this uh, into the into the community. It was their railroad that had had the huge, huge, massive wreck, traumatic for the people. We're going to hold them to feet to the fire. Democrat Senator John Fetterman from Pennsylvania checked himself into Walter Reed National Military Medical Center Thursday to receive treatment for clinical depression. His chief of staff, Adam Gentleson, said in a statement, while John has experienced depression off and on throughout his life, it only became severe in recent weeks. Fetterman suffered a stroke last year before winning the Pennsylvania Senate race. Earlier this month, his office said he was hospitalized after feeling lightheaded, but the test ruled out another stroke. I'm Dave Collins. The United Arab Emirates National Energy Company plans to sell about 4% of its natural gas business in an IPO that it hopes will raise $2 billion. Proponents say will help supply the energy demand in Europe. The Abu Dhabi National Oil Company will sell more than 3 billion shares on the Abu Dhabi Securities Exchange next Thursday. It's time for some boogity-boogity-boogity Sunday as NASCAR Racing returns with the Daytona 500. Legendary actor Bruce Willis' condition has progressed into frontotemporal dementia, which has no cure. Willis's family put out a letter Thursday describing the cruel disease and thanked everyone for the love and support for the past year. A very happy TGIF to you, my friend. This is USA News. Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. It never dawned on me how much walking I used to do until I bought a house in the suburbs. Like when I'd say, I'm going for coffee, of course I was walking. But now it's like three miles and no latte's worth that. I find myself inviting people on walks with me like it's a scheduled activity. This morning, my neighbor asked me what I'm doing, and I actually said, I'm going for a walk with Nancy. Anyway, when you save with Progressive by bundling your home at auto, that's the easy part of adjusting to the suburbs. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. 
Have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt really soft in the store, but then when you go to use it, it's not very absorbent? That's why My Pillow has developed the My Pillow towels. Towels that work. The six-piece towel set includes two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. And right now you can receive a six-piece set for only $39.98 with promo code USA. Go to mypillow.com, click on the radio listener special, and enter promo code USA or call 800-951-8175. That's mypillow.com, promo code USA. All right, Sam Bushman, Dr. Scott Bradley. I know we never have enough time to discuss every topic to its full uh, conclusion, but remember we've been carrying forward the sacred cause of liberty for more than a quarter of a century, ladies and gentlemen. And over the years, we've certainly covered every subject under the sun exhaustively. But we do apply the news, the things that are happening in our society, to the standard the Founding Fathers have set. And the reason we do that is because there's a clear way to solve the problems we face. It is all rooted in the simple phrase, we promote God, family, and country. All right? Is the U.S. in a hot, undeclared war with China? Sadly, I think the answer is an undisputable yes. Now, does that mean we ought to go on the offensive and load our rifles and try to, you know, launch on their, land on their beaches and stuff? Of course not. Does it mean we need to take serious action to prevent them from gathering more evidence and more uh, uh, surveillance on us? Stop them from getting funding from us to build even a greater military, eventually to uh, invade us? Of course it does, ladies and gentlemen. It is beyond debate that this is happening. All right? We have the best money enemies can buy, as Dr. Bradley wisely put it. There's no doubt about it. But looking internally for a second in the United States, because look, a hot war with all these nations or whatever might eventually turn into an, an internal war, a civilian-type war in America. We know Antifa and Black Lives Matter and, uh, you know, the Proud Boys and all these other crazy, whacked-out folks are rioting. Now they've turned your God-given First Amendment, you have the right to peacefully assemble, into a riot, and they claim it's legitimate. They're on crack. They're crazy. Nevertheless, I bring that up because internally there's some discussions happening uh, about creating new states, about counties moving from one state to a different state because they feel like there's no representation. The Idaho House of Representatives now passed what they call a memorial on Wednesday calling for talks between Idaho and Oregon about making rural Oregon counties part of Idaho, expanding Idaho's borders to encompass parts of Oregon. And the reason they want to do this is it would allow rural Oregon conservative counties to become part of a Republican-controlled state instead of a whacked-out state dominated by urban progressive liberals. Eleven counties in southern and eastern Oregon have now voted to join Idaho as part of the, quote, greater Idaho movement to extend the state's border. Um you know what? This is getting more serious by the second, Doctor Bradley. Well, yeah, this is. It's you might be shocked. I don't know. Some of your listeners might already know this, but probably almost half the states in the nation have got some kind of action like this going on. Even Illinois. I mean, Illinois is done. They're done with Chicago. You know, the these urban areas that are just whacked out of things. But 
But to your problem, your issue that you're just talking about with this Idaho thing has been going on for quite a while. And uh, there is a real movement within the rural counties in uh, Oregon, the eastern counties, to get out from underneath the socialist thumb of the uh, coastal areas, if you will. But it's interesting, there is a process outlined in the Constitution, Article 4, Section 3. Hold on, imagine that, ladies and gentlemen. There's a process by which we can discuss this, and we can do it obeying the supreme law of the land. Imagine that idea. Go ahead, sir. Okay. Uh, By the way, uh, this was violated, I think, when West Virginia was created back in the Civil War era uh, because they didn't follow the process that's here, but, but... it can be done, but it's a it is a process, and because of it, they probably won't happen. Because I don't think Portland wants to let go of the productive workers that are contributing to their socialism on the coast. Uh, by yeah, letting go and they the, won't let go the the till Atlas shrugs, huh, doctor? So anyway, here's here's Article Four, Section Three. New states may be admitted by the Congress into this union, but no new state shall be formed or erected within the jurisdiction of any other state. Mm, that was West Virginia, nor any state be formed by the uh, by the jurisdiction of two or more states, excuse me, by the junction of two or more states or parts of states without the consent of the legislatures of the states concerning concerned as well as of the Congress. So if both legislatures agree and the Congress, the United States Congress agrees, then uh you could have the eastern portion of Oregon merged into the panhandle of, of uh, Oregon. I mean, of Washington. Oh, but shoot. the bar is set Idaho. so high that will never happen. It's very unlikely because, and there's a movement in California to do this. There's a movement in Washington to yes. do this. Like I because said, even, even if Illinois Congress, is, even is if the state legislators of two states, Oregon and Idaho, did it, Congress will never buy off on it. Well, if you had both states agree to it, Congress would be more inclined, I'm thinking. But the fact of the matter is, Oregon knows they're not going to let the meal ticket go. If See, if they've spent all their—look at California, for crying out loud. California is, is a huge, huge economic problem. They're looking now, right now, even as we talk, Sam, of, of uh, allocating over $900 billion to black people. I mean, this is in the state of California alone. Nine hundred billion dollars. Yeah, and they're trying to tax. They're trying to tax wealthy people that even leave the state. In, in, what's the word? Uh, in perpetuity or whatever, forever. Yeah, yeah. It's insane. Well, see, that's the thing. They, they, well, California does that, by the way. And I know this is a side trip, but if California does this, there's no, no, just a billion dollar deficit here. Oh. The rest of you nation, uh, you have to bail us out, all you taxpayers, because we decided we're going to give almost trillion dollars to people that were descendants of slaves. Well, holy cow. I mean, and it's like, I just cannot believe the stupidity of this. And uh, There are people, I read a deal by, what was his name, Amos Brown. This is somebody that has some ties to Utah here in the not-too-distant past. Um He's going to. He's one of those that's trying to pick the pocket of all the taxpayers of the nation, literally, with this uh, trillion-dollar giveaway. How can people that this is not going to cause acrimony to the nth degree? And and you know, yeah, Oregon, let go of the, your eastern half, and Illinois, let go of your your states that don't want to be tied to Chicago. California, do the same. Team Washington. 
But here we're saying they're they're claiming the right to redistribute a trillion dollars just in California alone for slave reparations. I mean, we have gone insane as a people. And and Amos Brown is leading this cause and uh, some the LDS church gave him gobs of money lately to take black kids to Africa and show them what kind of uh, reparations should be due to Americans, I mean, through, from Americans to the survivors of descendants of black slaves. It is absolutely insane. Churches, governments, uh, academia, everything seems to have fallen off the rails. Media, certainly, too. So uh, people, if, you, if it feels like we're hyperventilating, sometimes I think we should be because the sanity has left the country. And uh, I, I think, I think Idaho ta- ought to take in Oregon. I mean, let's just do it. The both legislatures say it, and the Congress bless it, and get it on the way. But, but uh, there's a lot, a lot of big fish we got to fry sometime along the line here. Well, and then Holy you got to wonder too. You know, part of the problem and the reason people feel like they're not represented, whether we move uh, counties to different states so they can look to a conservative legislative body, comparatively speaking. Uh, conservative is a very interesting term to me because, you know, if you're off the rails, communist at a 10, one out of 10, 10 being the worst, 10 communists, they want to move to an eight communist rather than a 10 because it feels better. But really the problem in my mind is that we don't have appropriate representations in Congress. The Senate used to be uh, mirrored by the state legislative or created by the state legislative bodies. That's been stripped, so that check and balance is gone. No wonder you don't feel represented, people. Uh, So the states have no real seat at the table as part of the problem in the dual sovereignty discussion. Uh, But in addition to that, now the congressmen, look, you were only supposed to have a certain number of people per Congress representative. And we've gone way away from that. You know, it used to be like one to 35,000 or something. Now it's like one to five million or, you know, it depends on where you live. But I'm just saying it's way out of whack. (laughs) No wonder people feel like they're not represented. Doctor? Well, absolutely. I mean, they're. I'll just back up, clear back to 1789, when they created the uh, Bill of Rights in Congress, two-thirds both houses agreed to it and sent it out to the states to be ratified. There weren't just 10 proposed amendments. There was 12. And the first two did not pass. Um, so the, what would have been the Third Amendment became the First Amendment. But, but the fact of the matter is that two of them were out there. Well, about 200 years later, the uh, uh, 27th Amendment, which was originally in the original Bill of Rights, got passed. So we got one out there still, and it had to do with representation in Congress. If it ever passes, our Congress is going to grow dramatically. I haven't done the numbers, but it'll be around 6,000 probably in Congress. But what will happen is meet the original intent of having Congress closer to the people, representing fewer people. So now it's Hang about 650,000-ish. Hang tight. Liberty Roundtable Live. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John eight forty four. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast. 
and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the Lion of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. My brother and two other boys were the ones that got in the car with her, and she was drunk. The road that goes to her house is like really windy, and she was taking that road at 80 to 100 miles per hour, and it hit into the road there. there was her door flung open. She ran out across the street to get away from it, and the other three boys were trapped in it, and the car exploded. And then when my mom found out about it, she called me at work. I don't care what you have to do, just get up here to the hospital. You know, I parked my car and I went inside, and they took us back to this little room. My mom told me that Jake had been killed, and I, I lost it. The other people were like, well, you can drink, but just be careful when you drink, you know? So I don't want anything to do with it, because it took my brother away from me. <laughs> A public service message from The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm saying, folks, I'm not against uh, certain counties leaving one state, moving to another if they feel like that's what they want to do. If, if again, uh, and here's the, the clincher for me. If we follow the supreme law of the land and how to get it done, you don't just do the willy-nilly West Virginia garbage. You don't do this weird crap that avoids all the checks and balances. You obey that. If both states agree and want to do it, uh, and uh, Congress agrees and wants to do it, then great. That's an option on the table. Without that, though, it's not an option. Because to do it, you'd have to violate the supreme law of the land, ladies and gentlemen. So, look, we've got to follow the blueprint for liberty, okay? You've got to do that. Now, I also, though, say, look, you know what? If you had enough congressmen representing the people, and if you have the senators giving a, a, you know, accountable to the state legislative bodies, then you'd give a state the all the states a seat at the table directly, with clear control in their own venue with checks and balances, and you'd empower the people because they could bend the ear of somebody a gazillion times easier than now. Why do we always overlook the simpler solutions first, Doctor Bradley? Why, why, why do we do this when the guidance is right before our very eyes? Yeah, our path should be very well known, and it's uh, it's well marked, and and we literally uh, could find our way back if we just would follow it, you know. So, absolutely, this for example, you talk about the representation in the House. If if you go to Article One in in the United States Constitution, under Section Two, the original intent uh, until they did their thing about. Uh, the enumerations and everything for the censuses and everything was that they, they outlined how many representatives each state was to have. But they said that they, the, the, this is a quotation, the number of representatives shall not exceed one for every 30,000. Okay, so the original intent was that each, you know, representative would represent 30,000 people-ish. Now, they legislatively capped the House of Representatives at 435, 
which today is probably between 650 or 700,000 uh, citizens, if you will, per representative. But now you're just a numbers game. I mean, they don't give a ham a hang what Sam Bushman has to say about anything. And so, again, back in the original intended of uh, uh, program, um, that, here's, here's, what, uh, here's what it says in the original First Amendment I mean, that didn't get ratified. Now, the original Second Amendment was ratified uh, 100 years later so that they have to stand for election after they give themselves a raise. And you can go look at the 27th Amendment to your leisure. But the original First Amendment just uh, is modified. There shall be not less than 100 representatives nor less than one representative for every 40,000 persons until the number of representatives shall amount to 200, after which the proportion shall be regulated by Congress that there shall be not less than 200 representatives nor more than one representative for every 50,000 persons. And so that could be interpreted. We may go to a 50,000 uh, person per uh, That's fine if you do that in, a, in Utah, though, and you have three uh, 3,500,000 people about, you'd have seven congressmen, right? Even at 50,000. Well, see, that's the thing. You'd have more. You'd have more contact with your representative. Some people really want that. Some people are really fostering it. Of course, you'd have to build a new Capitol building because they'd have to cram everybody in. Uh, I don't or know. you could meet virtually. The There's all kinds of modern ways to, to do that. I don't know that we need to get them all together in one location anyway. That's a national security risk, if you ask me. But, hey. <laughs> well, so the thing is that uh, that there have been some ideas out there saying we want the people to be closer to their representative. You know, and to give the states so, more sovereignty, why don't they just meet in state buildings um, that they already have? They can meet in the state buildings per their own state. We've already got room. We don't need to build any new buildings. Uh, you can create a network, and the states would be represented here locally uh, back in Washington, D.C., without appearing in the 10-mile square anyway. We could do that easily, Doctor. Well, of course you could. And, and the thing is, though, that uh, what we we have is kind of we've got constipated brains in a way we don't think about these things thoroughly and because of that uh oh it's always been done this way we limited it to 435 that's legally it and they legislatively did it but the fact of the matter is if the people were closer to the representatives perhaps we'd have a little bit more sensitivity to what was being imposed on the people you know so i uh, you know, uh, there's just some things out there we really ought to look at, and I'm not advocating for 6,000 members of the Congress. And, I am. And by the way, there'd probably have to be, uh, yeah, you're, you're, uh, by the way, your electoral college would grow proportionally too. That's fine. You'd have two senators from every state plus however many congressmen, which would, let's say, 6,600 roughly is what it'd be at 50,000 each, um, then then you've got something that uh, yeah and if you, know, and if you want to change the, the way you don't think that's sustainable dynamic. you want to change the way that the supreme law of the land would call it to happen right now that's discussable too you can always change the constitution with an amendment folks so if you don't like that but but, but right now i'm just saying to. hey what we're doing is nothing we're just ignoring the law we're you don't have to have a con con i want to always interject that because you can change this amend you can amend it one amendment, a, sh a kind of a, a rifle shot, if you will, instead of a shotgun blast, 
I mean, just like, okay, the 17th Amendment, horrific. The states lost their yeah, representation at yesterday. the national level. And, and, and the 18th Amendment put prohibition in. We didn't call a con-con to get rid of the uh, 18th Amendment. We did the 21st Amendment, a single-purpose amendment that said, okay, now we're getting rid of prohibition. We could get rid of the 17th Amendment just as easily. I mean, and, and the fact of the matter is, it's open to do that without putting the whole The 17th Amendment is hereby abolished. Next. Yep. It could be that simple, folks. I know it seems like I'm a simpleton, but it could be that simple. All right. Anyway, I, I wanted to bring that up, though, and say there's a lot of options on the table constitutionally, ladies and gentlemen. How do you go to the least nuclear of them all and make changes that let the people feel they're represented properly that's really the, the kind of the focus and the goal here and there's a ton of things uh, that could be done uh, and we could use the supreme law of the land as our guide is my highlight and recommendation now pro-life groups have been called terrorists by a u.n committee now doctor well that's a big problem uh, we have churches and other non-governmental entities that are getting in bed with the united nations they are, when you become an NGO for the United Nations, you agree to not do anything that's counter to the purposes of the United Nations, okay? So if you look at uh, almost every United Nations entity has a thing about women and girls. And, and if you read deeply into their, uh, the fine print, if you will, they're making certain that, I mean, yeah, you say, well, women and girls ought to be able to have education. Okay, fine. That's great. That's cool. But what it really comes down to in most instances is the right to abortion. And so if a church, for example, becomes an NGO under the United Nations, a non-governmental organization, they agree that nothing they do will be counter to the purposes of the United Nations. The United Nations is a body that wants abortion. Okay. And, and it, these kind of nuances someday are going to come home to roost with the chickens. And, and you're going to have to say, wait, I didn't know that, that we as a church were going to ultimately and finally be party to an official position of, of free uh, abortions for, for young women, girls, whatever. I mean, this is absolutely absurd. And yes, the United Nations is pro-abortion to the core. Now, by the way, some of the Muslim countries have been uh, agitating against that, but uh, their position has not been recognized as being an official party line. And so the United Nations officially basically supports abortion. And in the first hour, we talked about that and how people need to understand what a nefarious organization this is, and it will rule. It will ultimately rule. That's what it's intending to do. I mean, that's what the uh, all of the regional arrangements like NATO are. And uh, the uh, USMCA, United States, Mexican, Canada Agreement, like the uh, European Union, all of these are just regional arrangements under the United Nations. And, uh, and none of these regional arrangements can exist unless they agree to do nothing against the... Uh, United Nations, uh, purposes of the United Nations. Let me get a statement here. Um, here's, here's the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. Uh, it says, the parties of this treaty affirm their faith in the purposes and principles of the charters of the United Nations. Okay, so, so that's how they come into this thing. 
So they will not violate that. Uh, Here's a NATO handbook. The signatory countries undertake in conformity with the terms of the United Nations Charter. It's an agreement of certain countries, and it's an alliance within the framework of the Charter of the United Nations. I mean, all of these things have this little fine print in there. Um, that it's it's tragic that churches give away a part of their a part of their faith based belief system when they participate in some of these things. It is, but doctor, say, oh, look, they're literally being called terrorists about. now by a UN organization that we don't have any business being part of. Just being part of this organization breaches our sovereignty. But then to allow them to call anybody who stands for pro-life, the whole purpose of government, to be considered a terrorist? Hey, the UN has become a terrorist organization to even say, to make such a claim. The, the United Nations is a war body. There's nothing in there that facilitates peace. It will be their way of the highway, ultimately and finally. I mean, I've been to the United Nations. I've sat in the General Assembly. I've listened to the arguments and discussions and debates. These guys, it's like airing your family's arguments in front of the whole wide world, and and acrimony is is just bread, you know? And And so I guess I just have to sometimes wonder, what in the world are we doing in the United Nations that... It's it's just astonishing to me. I mean, NATO is a military arm of the United Nations. And who's to say someday that some NATO organization or some other regional arrangement of the United Nations might come in and say, all you guys that are pro-life, we're going to come in and arrest you. I mean, that kind of stupidity could happen, you know, because we bowed the knee to the greater good, you know. It's horrific, horrific. So Well, and my response is, yeah, Donald, I, none of the people right. running for president is even calling to get out of the United Nations. Nobody that's running for president right well, now is Vicky even calling Haley, for it on Haley either side of the aisle. was the ambassador. Yeah, so she yeah, loves Haley the Haley was an ambassador to the United Nations. So so there you have it. And she's a, a young world leader. And, and so are so many of those people that are out there that we're currently looking to as the elites. The only way That's I will vote for somebody for president at first, again? they agree to get out of the United Nations. Secondly, they agree to constitutional currency. Those are t- kind of two of the first volley points for me. Yeah. All right. All right, oh, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We're flat again, out of Sam. time. Two hours goes so fast. We'll talk on Monday. we got a whole lot more incredible stuff coming up on Monday. I'm telling you, watch for that. Have a delightful weekend. For Dr. Scott Bradley, freedomsrisingsun.com, and Sam Bushman, libertyroundtable.com, lovingliberty.net. We declare, we the people, along with the grace of the Almighty, we can and indeed will restore the republic, but you got to get involved, make it a great day, and choose the right. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.